All right, welcome in, everybody. It's the Important Nonsense Podcast. I am your host, Steve Bonham. You can find me everywhere at Nonsense underscore Steve. My co-host, Mr. Neil Smith, at Nonsense underscore Neil. Neil, it is championship week. How are you doing? Can't be sad on championship week. What is this? You got to bring the enthusiasm. Well, you can if you lost to Kenyon Drake with a 40. If you if you lost, you're probably not still listening to this. You're only here because you're contractually obligated to be here. Well, uh, that's not true. I mean, maybe the people love us, Neil. Maybe, that's maybe true. they're just here for that's more true. Alan Hearns mom jokes. Maybe, maybe they maybe are. That's what it is. Maybe they are. Uh, shout it out to Alan Hearns mom. You are by far the most famous person. <laughs> you the real MVP. <laughs> that is that is the best. Uh, all right. So uh, we've talked many times, Neil, about Lamar Jackson. The incredible season Lamar Jackson's having. I want to give a shout out to our guy Scott Barrett from PFF Fantasy, who had this amazing tweet yesterday. Because again, we've talked about the history books and and, and things that are going on with him, as well as the season McCaffrey's having, the season Michael Thomas is having. We have two weeks left in the year, Neil, and going into week sixteen now. Christian McCaffrey needs 24.7 points. Lamar Jackson needs 13.9. And Michael Thomas needs 24.2. And if they hit those totals, it would give Christian McCaffrey the second greatest fantasy season ever by any player at any position. Lamar Jackson, the best fantasy season by any quarterback. And Michael Thomas, the third best season ever by a wide receiver. (laughs) <laughs> just those three guys are just dominating right now yeah they're, they're going to be the stars that when we look back uh in a couple of weeks at the final numbers and we'll see you know what players ultimately ended up winning people titles you got to imagine that the odds on favorite is going to be those three guys and not Kenyon drake what's Although, insane is page. because of lamar jackson's season and what he's done and we had a whole other you know thing with mahomes last year because of what he's done and where you got him, we, we've had this back and forth that essentially he's got the MVP locked up because yeah, it was a 15th round pick, a 14th round pick. He's already yeah. he's already pretty much done it at this point because of what you had to invest. He would have to be the fantasy MVP for 2019, which is impressive. Like McCaffrey was consensus uh, ADP right around either two or three, depending three on when you drafted. Most. Three by most if, outlets. Yeah, depending on when you drafted and then, you know, the status of Zeke could have been even lower. I saw Christian McCaffrey go in some leagues as low as six. I saw Michael Thomas go in the middle of the second round. Well, yeah, he was wide receiver one on a lot of people's boards. Right. He was uh, wide receiver two on arc board, I believe. Yeah, so he would be going. Pretty sure we had Hopkins one. Well, Hopkins one, I think, was the consensus, but he was two, and so he's he's on that he's on that that pace. You know what I mean? You would have. Well, been I'm saying to like he wasn't the time. consensus two. He was for us, but when he oh, was going ADP, I was seeing him go in the second round. That's fair. Like, sure. I mean, if you're like, way high on Adams and all that, if we go way back in the time, yeah, machine. Adams, Julio Jones. Remember the love for Odell Beckham at the beginning of the season? Oh yeah. Like oh, Michael yeah. Thomas was kind of an afterthought. But even with all that said, Lamar was going as like the 14th or 15th quarterback drafted. He was going at the back end of your draft. You could have potentially all three of these guys in some format. It is possible. So 
like in any other season, any other circumstance, McCaffrey would be the MVP hands down. Uh, Michael Thomas would be the MVP hands down. And it feels like they're afterthoughts because of what Lamar has been able to do. It's insane. There's really very little in the way of precedent for Lamar. You get very quickly to things like Michael Vick and Colin Kaepernick. It's, it's, it's that type of thing where it's kind of like, you know, less with Michael Vick in this case, but more with Kaepernick. Kind of just under the radar and then just blows yep. up in a way that nobody sees coming, really. And it's just like, yep, there it is. It's it, it's funny because they literally, the Ravens spent all offseason telling you what they were going to do. Now we're going to run. We're going to run something that looks a lot like the option. It's not the option. Yeah. It's basically RPOs, but that's that's what we're going to do to you. And now no one can stop it. It's just unstoppable. Right. <laughs> it's it's uh, Kudos to that coaching staff because that's impressive. Yeah, so just remarkable stats. He has to, to be uh, the to, to get you ready to, to get you ready for the week here. Yeah, he's nobody got else can be the. I'm, I'm sorry, and I, we love Christian McCaffrey, especially as a show, but just can't it. The price tag, the price tag for what you had to invest. It's so again much. the like the biggest thing for me. I could you could make the argument, I guess, for Thomas, but. Again, if you had a top five pick, you were going running back. Even me, a guy who is completely pro-wide receiver and am the biggest wide receiver apologist in the world, I couldn't pass on one of those running backs with a top five pick. So it's hard to believe that you would be able to, to take Michael Thomas that early. The point was, Lamar Jackson, you got so late Everybody in the league had at least a couple of chances to draft him, and everybody passed. And then you were the one that ended up grabbing him, and that made the entire difference. Whereas only three or four guys in your league had a shot at Christian McCaffrey. Maybe everybody had one pass at Michael Thomas, but for the most part, it was only going to be the guys in the back end of the first round that would be considering it. So you'd have six or seven guys. Whereas everybody had a shot at Lamar, and he's the difference maker that somebody hit on. Yeah, the majority of people who ended up with Lamar probably won because he wasn't even pre- he was just projected to be your quarterback. He wasn't projected to be this. This right. is just like you know the best fantasy season by a quarterback, which is saying something because it means you eclipse that Mahomes season from last year and the Peyton Manning history season where he rewrote all the record books for that time. So, right. I mean, this is again talking about the fact that we mention this every preseason. We'll mention it again when we get into next year's ranks and stuff. But you cannot win your draft in the first two rounds, but you can certainly lose it. You can't really lose your draft or your league at the end of the draft, but you can certainly win it. Yep. And this is and this is a clear fire example of how you can win the draft. Just by paying attention and being the guy who's not wasted by the 14th round. Well, it's also why we say taking defenses and kickers, anything before the end is completely just moronic and basically suicide. Because this is what you're missing out on. These things do happen. And when you're sitting there like, oh, I got to make sure I get that Seahawks defense for a lot of those people from years ago. Just we're the Bears defense again. Got to do that. Well, look at what you're leaving on the table. Right. Like uh, ADP Patriots were fourth. They're going to be the highest uh, ADP uh, defense to finish number one in the last decade. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Before that, it was anybody seventh or lower. So, again, like reaching on that makes no sense. You want as many skill guys as you can possibly get, and it's just it, it's it's justification for what we've been saying this whole time. But let's get into some news, Neil. Let's get people ready to try to win this title and not just talk about winning the title. No, let's do it. You gotta win it. You gotta you come all this way to lose. So quarterback tight end, Duck Hodge is expected to start in week 16 for the Steelers. Does it matter? Uh, not particularly. Um, you're probably not playing much of the receiving core at this point if you're playing for a title. Maybe some sort of desperation flex or something is a fill-in, but nope, doesn't really matter. I think the only useful uh, Steeler is James Conner if he's playing. That, do you not agree with that? No, I mean, it depends on the depth of your league. I suppose in a 16-team league, you might be playing Washington or Deontay Johnson. I was going to say, James Washington that... is the guy I have basically in flex territory. So, um, That's I about think as high he'd probably, as I rated too, is he'd probably be like the closest. Um, yeah, he's not but really yeah, a starter. Right. Not really a right. starter. It's pretty much the only one that I'd be starting with anything resembling confidence is going to be Connor in a championship game. Uh, Matt Stafford officially put on IR. He's been done for a while. I was surprised they didn't do it initially. Uh, so this really isn't much of a surprise. No, it's the David injury. Blau show the rest of the year. That back injury is problematic, though, so we'll see how that works out in the offseason and for next year. It's going to be really tough to evaluate, right? Because mm-hmm. like, he's also had the back injury from the year prior, and it seems like this is the next logical step of him. Well, when you go back, really, good. he's had back issues since college. So, I mean, this has haunted him his whole life, but the biggest thing here is we talked about in the preseason how I I think, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, I had him in like the 20s, the high 20s, and, you know, the question was, well, I don't believe, why would you have him that low, and it's because I didn't believe in the offense, and I thought, you know, at this point in his career, what does he really have left, and he got real beat up, but when he played... He was a top five quarterback. Yep. So when we're projecting that out next year, like, do you can you possibly project him for a full season? Uh, that's Even if you project not. him for just twelve games, is he going to be a guy where you can grab late in your draft, go no QB, and then rely on him for the first half of the season until the injury happens? I'm I'm actually wondering if maybe that's a case, or maybe he's one of those ones where if you're going to do a QB pairing type of situation. Uh-huh. Uh, he might be a great guy to do that with and kind of do spot starts with, and then you just ride that out until it goes bust. Sure, play the schedule. Keep... Yeah, Because we talked about it too, where you're also you're also talking about Blau hasn't been doing well, but uh, uh, the immediate Jeff backup. Driscoll. Jeff yeah. Driscoll was also a top 10 quarterback, and Jeff Driscoll's nowhere near the quarterback uh, Matt Stafford is. Right. So there is a certain amount of, Okay, if you're going to be a top 10 offense with nobody at quarterback, sorry, Jeff Driscoll's mom, um, the, uh, the, that's it. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to have to at some point, I, at a certain level, I kind of buy it when you're like telling me that's their quarterback. I want to see what they do in the offseason. Who's, what are they going to do? There's a lot of quarterback free agency stuff going to happen. I'm interested to see that. I know it's going to be Stafford's job if he's healthy. I don't think they're getting out of that contract. But at some point, they also have to start thinking about the future. So it's, a, it's well, something also, also monitor for the you draft. know, given his, you're thinking about the future, and again, no offense to Jeff Driscoll, but 
if you were like if you went into this season knowing, oh yeah, Matt Stafford's going to miss most of the year with a back injury, would you have kept Jeff Dr- Driscoll as the primary backup? Yeah, probably not. So, given what happened this season, is that where they make an investment? Do they go get a, a backup quarterback? Yeah, that like you could rely they go on and get Marcus Mariota or something. I was going to say, I mean, you get somebody like that ilk, you like probably Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's I another mean, one. Yeah, get somebody that can play a bit, and it's like, okay, well, if I can, if I if Stafford goes down, we can put him in, and season's not over. Right. And so that's that's kind of it's either that or they start drafting the the heir apparent uh, over there in Detroit, which is also something I've been waiting for for a while. Yeah, but, and I don't think they have a low enough pick for it to matter. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to come up this year. So we'll see. We'll see how that how that shakes out. I'm thinking they're more likely to go the route we mentioned initially, where it's all right. We're going to pay one of these guys to come in, i.e., like a Ryan Tannehill this year, and just yeah. if something happens, we at least know we're not totally just you know grasping at straws. Dak Prescott's now dealing with an injured shoulder in addition to the finger. He had the fractured fingertip. So uh, he's going to try to play through it. The season's on the line this week. So I got to believe he's going to go ahead and play through it. If oh, you're yeah. a Dak he's owner playing. or a, or a Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Jason Witten, you concerned? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his accuracy is not great with his hand beat up like that. Um, but they're going to lean probably a little bit more heavily on Zeke, I would think, to try and make sure you win this game because it's a very winnable game. And uh, And, yeah. I here's the thing though, me being worried about it is a relative thing because uh, I still got him as a top ten play. I just don't know that you're going to have that much in the way of better options, and I still think he's he played hurt last week and he still got you you know about a twenty in uh, in six point he was well over. Uh, let's see, yeah, right yeah, about a and, twenty. Right, and the point too is it's the Eagles secondary. Yep, like this game is their Super Bowl and. You're facing a horrendous secondary. Yeah, I've, got, if, I've still got him so, QB seven. If he was fully healthy and and not hurt in any way, I'd probably have him at QB four because yeah. they are gonna they are gonna do whatever it takes to win this game because people's jobs are on the line now. This is for real. Like you lose this game, a lot of people get fired, and I'm sure they know it. So th- this is a defining moment here for them. Let's see what they do. But I th- I'd be playing Dak if I. I don't think you're going to have much in the way of better options on the waiver wire unless you're stashing something crazy. Uh, former West Virginia quarterback Will Greer it could be the starter for Carolina for the last two weeks of the season. Neil, is this the end of the Kyle Allen experience? God, I hope so. Sorry. That'd be nice, right? I, I just, I'm tired of watching it. I'm tired of the turnovers. It's just not. It was fun, and then he was playing well, and then now it's just the human turnover machine, and his confidence is shattered, and... They're not playing for anything, and at a certain point, it's like, why? Why are we doing this? Well, Let's the biggest question at... mark then is, we talked about yesterday the fact that, to this point, uh, DJ Moore, top 10 wide receiver. Yep. So, if they make a QB change, so much how of that does that affect it? I, see, that's the frustrating thing about this, is uh, we don't know. There's very little sample size on what Will Greer will do. With this, here's my here's my question. Uh, so over the last six weeks, on a points per game basis, when Kyle Allen has been atrocious, DJ Moore has been wide receiver three. Yep. 
given how Kyle Allen has played, if they go to Will Greer, how can it get worse? I don't know, because Kyle Allen's averaging like three turnovers a game at this point. So right. it's like how you, you never want to say that, though, because it could always get worse in one sure. way or the other. But here's the thing. If I'm if I have DJ Moore and I've been riding that out because, yeah, he's crept into that top 10. And God, so much of that is on garbage, just based on garbage time. But it all counts. Uh, the the idea that I'm going to sit him down. I'd have to have some fantastically better options. I just don't think most people are going to be in that situation. I think it's going to be frustrating, but I ultimately think you probably are going to end up having to roll the dice on it because he's just been so hot. You know what I mean? Here's my point. He's at the point now where he's done so well recently that even a terrible game for him is still probably a wide receiver three. Right. And is still starter worthy. So there's no way you can bench him. The biggest concern I would have whenever they go to the backup quarterback is who's the connection with the backup. Yeah, that's that's the other thing you always got to worry about with this is like maybe when he's in there taking reps, he's really chucking it at Curtis Samuel. Exactly. That's kind of or he's, he's, you know, really focusing on Greg Olson like that, that type of deal, like something like that. Right. No, it's uh, that's that's a tough one. That would that would be my major concern. With well, here's DJ the other. Moore, here's the other I'm still playing. About, here's the other frustrating thing about this is they haven't officially announced any of this yet. So, technically speaking, this this is something that they're saying they're looking at doing, but there hasn't been a finalized, confirmed report saying Will Greer is effectively. So what starting. you're saying is it's reckless speculation. Slightly, but at the same time, it feels like it's really not that reckless. It feels like it's just speculation. That and, and it's in fact, it's just spe. It's, it's, it's can't even it's, finish the elation. Yeah, All right, no, it's fair. just uh, at this point they're just they're just gonna. It it feels like this is all but happening, and uh, and that's how it's being carried off and reported. So I'm I'm more or less looking at Will Greer like he's probably gonna be getting that start 100. percent But yeah, I think if you have DJ Moore, you're still probably playing him. And are you playing anybody else, Steve? Greg Olson. Greg Olson, yeah, because a tight end. There you go. Yeah. What, what's what's a rookie QB's best friend? The check tight down. End. Yep, Greg Olson. Uh, Evan Ingram's disappointing season has come to an end as he's placed on IR. Just couldn't work his way back from the injury. If only someone had warned you in the preseason that you can't trust Evan Ingram because he's always hurt. (laughs) Oh, man. Boy, if only somebody could have said something. Oh, well. Revisionist history. Right, yeah. Captain Hindsight Uh over here. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) David Njoku is a healthy scratch in week 15. (laughs) Because Browns football. <laughs> what? Like, you can only designate two people to return. Or is it one or two? It's there's, two. There's a finite it's, amount of people two. you can designate it's, for return from the it's, IR. It's two. Why waste a spot on David and Joku if you're not going to play him? Oh, uh, I laughed so hard uh. at this. And take that, all you people who were coming at us last week with, should I start David and Joku in my semifinal game? No. No, you shouldn't. And the Browns fortunately made that decision for you. But, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Can't imagine anybody. Do not come back with this for week 16. I don't care if he has a 40. I'm still right. It's way yeah, too uh, much risk on yeah. this. Like, No, thank you. Uh, and Vance McDonald is still in the concussion protocol. Does it matter to you? Uh, very much like the Duck Hodges news that opens this. Uh, not really. Fair enough. Meanwhile...
Uh, Josh Jacobs been ruled out DeAndre Washington to the moon. Of course. Of course, to the moon. Oh, my. Yeah. The, uh, DeAndre Washington is going to slot in right around that Josh Jacobs ranking that he always seems to enjoy. And so that means that uh, he's going to end up being like a top 15 play for this week because Josh Jacobs would usually be a top borderline 10 guy sometimes inside of 10. So, yeah. Yeah. If you put DeAndre Washington to the moon. For me, uh, Josh Jacobs and DeAndre Washington, two different animals. Uh, and to be fair, since they've been healthy, Chargers' run defense has been pretty solid. So uh, if, I, if I've gotten to this point to the championship game without DeAndre Washington, I'm good not playing it. Oh, that's totally fair. Like if I have established running backs and I'm, and I'm good – and I've got it. I'm strong in that department. Yeah, don't misunderstand. Like I'm not saying, but he's going to end up around that like 15 range. You know what I mean? So if you have two established running backs inside the top 15, then play them. But if you're here's what I'm telling you, I am. I'm all out on DeAndre Washington. All out on this, huh? Not I, going. I I ranked. I finished my rankings today because yesterday was a rough day for me. <laughs> so to finish my rankings today. Uh, and in doing so, I've got, even with the Josh Jacobs being out, DeAndre Washington at 35. Woof. Hates I just, it. I just don't buy it. Totally hates it. All right. Well, I got to tell now, you. Now, to be I, fair, I was the guy that was out on A.J. Brown last week. So what do yeah. I know? Yep. No, I'm, 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 I'm much higher on it than you. He's going to be in that 15 neighborhood because he's going to be right in that. He's going to be right in that Raheem Mostert territory. Or you're just like, all right, well, if we're, if we're going to here, then he's got the whole job. So I understand the Chargers run defense has been better. Uh, but the last time he had that whole job to himself, he put down 20 fantasy points in PPR. And that's I'm going back to the well on it unless I have established running backs. If I need some sort of like flex type of situation, uh, that's something that I'm interested in. It's going to have the opportunity. The opportunity's sure. there. He's got some track record doing this. Like I'm... You're playing with fire, but yeah. at the same time, if you're going into this week 16 totally smashed up for whatever reason, uh, he's going to be a legitimate play, and I think he's a really solid waiver ad. All right. Uh, on Johnson's working towards returning this week for no apparent reason. I, I don't know what they're <sighs> doing in Detroit. This is they're going to force him back so he can get re-injured and then this screw is... up his 2020 as well. This is just upsetting. There is no reason to do this, gentle listener. If again, we've talked about this several times. This is pointless. Uh, but I guess they're going to make us go down this well once more. If they activate him and carry on Johnson plays, where does he land for you? Borderline not startable, basically. Like I, this is the other thing where I just don't feel any confidence in this because they're going to okay. So you're going to bring him back on no reps and just give him the whole job. If it was anybody but Detroit, I'd say you're insane. But here's the conversation that we're actually having in week 16 for a team that's been eliminated from playoff contention. So I just, I've got him at 47. And that's where I ended up ranking him. It's not something I want to play. Frankly, it's upsetting that I feel like he's even being put in that position. And I just don't see any way you could trust this. Coming off like being hurt, hasn't been at game speed. Hasn't taken any contact. He's frankly, he's kind of injury prone to begin with. 
Denver's got a decent run defense. I, I, I'm not, uh, yeah, that's the thing for me. We talked about this when he first got hurt. Like, do you hold on to him? Do you hold out? What what are you, what are you doing with carry on Johnson? And I said, it's not worth the pickup. It's not worth the trade. It's not worth acquiring or holding on to because this week they play Denver and Denver is the 25th rated matchup against running back. And if you play into week 17, they have green Bay. Who's the 21st. It's two bad matchups for a guy who hasn't played in two months. He's an incredible talent when he's on the field, but even if he had been playing this entire time, carry yeah, on Johnson would probably be in the back end teens, high end twenties for me. Yeah. So when you factor player. in, he's coming off the injury and that he's dealing with the, the speed of the game and probably going to be on a snap count. Yeah. He's, he's not even flex worthy. He's not no. even rosterable still in my mind. No, cause it's a championship game. This is the definition of getting cute. And to be fair, something that I typically lead this show off with, the specifically, you know, not important nonsense in general, but this specific Week 16 championship show, if you don't play in Week 17, if Week 16 is your title match and it's a redraft league, why are you holding anyone on your bench? If you have <laughs> no desire to play somebody this week, if you've got on Johnson, who you probably shouldn't be playing this week, cut him. If you've got A.J. Green, Mike Evans, cut him. If you've got Matt Stafford on your bench, cut him. Why are you holding hurt players on your bench? Why are yeah, you holding guys you're not going to play? Unless it's unless a keeper, it's a keeper or dynasty league, like dump them. Redraft, yep. this is the week where everybody gets cut because you pick up who you can pick up to win now because this one week is all that matters. This is DFS this week. Yep, it's just a giant game of best ball, basically. Set a lineup and hope for the best. Do what right, you can. So from that, we go to Damian Williams, who yeah. officially returns to practice this week. Uh, if he plays, is he playing for you? Uh, see, that's the thing. This is the other one because you just know that he's one whack away from uh, – from getting just completely knocked out again. So at this point, uh, no, I don't. If you've if you've been going this long with Damian Williams, uh, you've already found better options. Uh, look, they're playing the Bears on the road. The only reason I have Lashawn McCoy as high as I do at thirty is because right now he's the only guy back there. Yep. So now when you start adding other mouths to feed, there's no shot. I play, like, McCoy would tank in my rankings. Damian Williams would not be startable. It would all be garbage. I have LaShawn McCoy at 40, so there's no way I'm playing Damian Williams. No chance. Yeah, like I said, the only reason I'm as high as I am on McCoy, oh, who? sorry, I have at 36. I I forgot I moved a couple guys up. So I've got him at 36. The only reason I even have him that high is because Williams is out. That's it. As much as I love my guy... DT, RIP. Oh, the season never was. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting choked up talking about it. God. Talk about yourselves. Getting a little of a clip. Kenyon Drake's out here having 40s. I can't even get a five-point game out of my boy. All right. No, I'll move on. Uh, no, LaShawn McCoy is the only one I'd play just because the volume, the workload. He's the only guy there. So if Williams is in there, no. It just muddles everything up even more, and uh, I don't want any of it. Fair enough. 
Uh, Ronald jo- uh, Jones is expecting an increased workload in the passing game because they're so depleted at wide receiver. Does this playing, tickle your fancy at all? And they're playing the Texans, so it's just crazy enough to work. Uh, that's per pro football talk. So very, very interesting uh, little note there from those guys. Um, I actually had Ronald Jones pretty low in my rankings. I had him at 31 prior to this, and that's usually kind of their, frankly, that's kind of his area. And I usually do a rankings update on Friday, and given this news, I think I'm actually going to be bumping him up to about 27. So he's going to be in that neighborhood. So he's actually going to somehow crawl into flex territory here. And uh, so, yeah, I am slightly interested in this. If you've been playing Ronald Jones in some amazing format or the deepest league I've ever heard of, you should be thrilled by this news because he's actually been low-key kind of effective at catching passes this year. And they're just very depleted. So um, love how it always gives you, uh, they always give you these weird notes and news, things for players like this where it's like week 16. And it's like, I wish I could trust this more. Why couldn't we do this in week eight? (laughs) Yeah, look, Ronald Jones... Uh, for the most part, him and Peyton Barber have been splitting the carries the last few weeks. Pretty they much down not, the middle. They have not been throwing to the running backs at all out of the backfield. And not Peyton really Barber's there. been getting right. the goal line touches, which is why uh, he's the guy who's typically ranked a little higher. This week, I've got uh, Jones at 28, and I've got Barber at 31. Again, Barber's the goal line guy. Somebody's going to fall into the end zone. It's going to be him. But the PPR involvement from Ronald Jones is the reason that I am slightly higher on him. Uh, but for both cases, if you're in a title game, you probably have better choices. Probably. I just wanted to give you give guys some context because that was a pretty popular story. I think people are thinking he's going to catch a ton more passes. And I'm like, eh. A ton more would be like three, given how many they actually throw to the running back in that offense. So it's kind of like our thing. When you have one listener and then you have two, you're growing fast. So it's like, yeah, more involvement does not necessarily mean, oh, it's Christian McCaffrey out there. Wow, I swear. He's got 10 catches. That's I don't think that's what's coming. Uh, Dalvin Cook says he plans to play in week 16. Alexander Madison still dealing with the injury. It's Mike Boone backing up, and he had a decent game in the second half last week. Are you trusting Dalvin Cook if you're still alive? This is such a playing with fire type of thing. I'll tell you right now, I would have already gone out and added Mike Boone. <laughs> I'll kill myself all week answering this question as I stare at my lineup. But uh, I think you kind of know the situation you're dealing with here. You're If you play Cook, there's a really good chance that he might leave that game beat up again and get you a non-great number. But we don't know when that's going to happen. And he's going to be the one who gets the first crack at this. And if he goes three quarters and you played Mike Boone, he took a four, <laughs> you're going to feel pretty silly. So I doubt you have better options than Dalvin Cook if he's playing at this point. He's probably a large part of the reason why you're here. I feel like this is where you you got to dance with the one who brung you. And if he goes down in the yep. first quarter or something like that, it's going to hurt. And it's going to hurt bad. But I'll tell you what, I could at least look myself in the mirror. Uh, the next day, whereas if I played Mike Boone and Dalvin Cook gets a 35 and finishes the game, I am going to be furious probably forever. Yep, I've got Dalvin Cook as a top five play. So if he's he's starting, you're starting him. There's no doubt about it. He's got the talent. He's the guy. He got you there. 
you trust it. Meanwhile, uh, I mentioned Mike Evans. He is officially on the IR now, so no pipe dreams about him coming back, but we kind of knew that was going to happen anyway. Chris Godwin is likely out this week suffering a hamstring injury of his own, so it's just the Brashad Perryman show. Again. Yep. Again. Just, again, the Brashad Perryman show. Um, Yeah, and then uh, also Scotty Miller for them on IR as well. Not fantasy relevant except for the fact that that is now their top three receivers all on IR. Uh, so you got Brashad Perryman and you got Jack's guy, Justin Watson. Yep. And Part of why we were talking about Ronald Jones might see some increased uh, involvement. Yeah. Also, by the way, Ronald Jones, the guy who two weeks ago got benched in the third quarter for missing blitz pickups. So if you're really set on him catching a lot of passes, if he gets Jameis killed, he's not going to be catching anything. <laughs> uh, Josh Gordon has been suspended again. This is not fantasy relevant news. Just sad. Because Lord. since he has joined Seattle, he has done nada. Uh, he really wasn't doing much of anything on New England either. It's been a down year. Look... The whole thing was people were going to bring him in. He was going to continue to get opportunities because of the talent. Because what would he do given the opportunity? Well, this year he had a lot of opportunity and he didn't do much with it. So I kind of feel like this is the last chapter. And yet the Cincinnati Bengals still exist as an organization and franchise that has yet to try this. So we will see where this ends. He may get another opportunity. He may not. But for the purposes of this year, that is over. You were probably not playing him anyway. But from my end, it's just sad. I hope that finally like said, something's I mean, going to work. Since it came back, he's just not been good. He had the one breakout season. He had the three years off in between. And it just, since he's returned, has not been nearly the same player. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have the top end speed. It doesn't look like anymore. Such is life. Speaking of the Cincinnati Bengals, hey, A.J. Green's going to miss the rest of the year. Are you shocked? I know I am. Mercifully. Finally end this. Just end it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you That's for ridiculous. just finally admitting. He also went to go see a foot specialist. So, yeah, not looking good uh, over there. I hope that Joe Burrow enjoys chili on spaghetti. Fantasy season is in full swing, but you can get covered with Rotoshurance for your DFS team. All you have to do is draft your team on any DFS platform out there, then head over to rotoshurance.com and fill out the daily fantasy insurance form. All they need is some basic information like your name, email, how much the contest entry fee is, and the player that you want to insure. When you're doing that, you can enter promo code NONSENSE, that's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, -E, to get 20% off of your coverage. If your insured player gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half of the game due to that injury, then you're covered. You get your full entry fee back to that DFS contest. So what do you have to lose? Head on over to rotoassurance.com, use promo code NONSENSE to save 20% on your plan, and remember that injuries can happen at any time, so sign up today. May I play devil's advocate for a moment? It's time for some devil's advocate. Who the devil are you? Debating the topics. There's still one thing that doesn't make sense. The community is talking about. Now, what were we talking about? <laughs> Thank you.
All right, Neil, let's help some people set their lineups from the Fantasy Life app. One Shout more out to time. The Fantasy Life people. One more time. All right. Uh, let's see. Need a PPR flex and a tight end. So uh, let's go with the PPR flex first. He's got Robert Woods, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. Here we go with the lists again. <laughs> Anthony Miller and Brashad Perryman. Let's narrow some of this down. I think we can agree Golden Tate's the odd man out here, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't see any way you're going to start Golden Tate. Yeah, Golden Tate, I have at 45, so that's totally not happening. Uh, And then I have Anthony Miller at 30, so that's not really going to crack it. I have Robert Woods at 16, because ultimately I feel like you got to go back to the well here on that. Um, I hate it because they're playing the 49ers, so I totally understand why people don't want to do that. But I have Anthony Miller down at 30, and you really want to trust. I have Sterling Shepard at 39. So, no, for me, it's from that question, you're down to Robert Woods and Brashad Perriman. Uh, So, again, I will go back to what I have said multiple times. Uh, Look, the, the monster right now in that Rams offense, the guy that's getting fed is Robert Woods. If you can count on literally anybody, it's Robert Woods. And yes, it's a bad matchup, but the strength of the Niners is their line and it's their safeties. The, like the the outside corners have not been great, and now they have to shift because of the injury to Sherman. We'll see if he actually plays, but Robert Woods, I've got as a top 10 play. So I feel, again, like you're asking me the wrong question. Robert Woods is probably better than a flex for you unless you play in a one wide receiver league. (laughs) And the one wide receiver you have is like Michael Thomas. And then then for sure, yes, this is a flex question. Otherwise... (laughs) Robert Woods is probably a starter for you, and you're starting someone in one of your two wide receiver slots you shouldn't be. Or even three, uh, possibly, although I doubt it's three. Um, I am with you, though. Uh, if I'm ranking them, the next one up for me is Perryman. I'm slightly lower on him than you are, but I agree. And I also have Anthony Miller exactly at 30. Yeah, there you so, go. So it's go. those and three guys. he's been guys, white hot. But he's been I just, white hot. Can't the trust matchup's it. not great. I can't matters. trust Trubisky when it really yeah. matters. And I like Perriman's the one just because he's going to have both volume and opportunity. But now he's also going to have an increased coverage because he's not going to have Godwin out there where they who they were like double covering for half the game. And that's not going to happen next week because they know that it's just Perryman. Yeah. Not thrilled about that prospect, even though it's not a you know a bad matchup. I feel like I'm probably going to have to be playing Robert Woods though. But again, he's asking, uh, the other two guys we kind of blew off there, Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate, bad matchup, as bad as the Redskins' defense has been, the secondary's been strong, wide receivers have struggled against them, and you're asking me which one should I play, the number two or the number three? (laughs) The number one wide receiver right now for them is Darius Slayton, and I'm not even that high on him this week. Yeah, I don't really like that either. Yeah, I'm, I'm way out on those other two guys. So a tight end, uh, Jared Cook or O.J. Howard, and this one I think is a slam dunk. This isn't much of a question for me. No, you're playing Jared Cook. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not many – like, 
You're talking about Zach Ertz, uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Tyler Higby. Those are the only tight ends over the last six weeks that have outscored Jared Cook. I mean, he's playing at a ridiculous pace right now. So, yeah, th- this is Jared Cook, and it's not relatively close. Yeah, so for me, I'd be playing Woods and Cook, and good luck in your matchup, because I think if you're asking about Woods and Cook, the rest of your team is either stacked, or like Steve said, you're asking the wrong question. Yeah, you're asking the wrong question. Uh, standard scoring, A.J. Brown or D.J. Chark, do-do-do-do-do-do? A.J. Brown, even in standard. D.J. Chark, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, still coming back from that injury. And yep. uh, weird, erratic quarterback play goes on in Jacksonville all the time. So give me Brown. Go back to that well one more time. Uh, I agree. It is A.J. Brown. Also, the A.J. Brown hype train is completely out of control, Neil. Oh, it's so off the rails. Can you imagine where he's going to be drafted to, next uh, year? That I was just going to say. That's, that's uh, kind of – that's look ahead a little bit here. So if we were to play a little bit of foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Um, who would you be w- willing to take – I guess where would you be willing to take AJ Brown? I won't go with the who would you take over him. That's that's going to be are too we, easy. So are we confident in this scenario that Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback? Let's assume Ryan Tannehill returns as the starting quarterback. If that were the case, then I'd say you're probably where would you want to take? I suppose is a round question, and I was going to answer it with a number, like a wide receiver number. He'll probably end up getting graded out, rated in the rankings somewhere. Wide receiver 25, 26? I think that that. might be a little low. Yeah. No, low for. I'm going to be a little low based on consensus because if you're asking me where I think the industry is going to have a wide receiver 18. No, no, no. Oh, no. You would be wrong about that as well. Wide receiver ten? Like where? Yes. Where's that going to end? Because that's that's gonna, generally be where I've seen. Way higher. Gonna be way I've higher seen than him uh, for for the first couple things I've seen about projecting to next year. I've seen AJ Brown anywhere from seven to fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could see for it. For me, like, I have I him right around the eighteen nineteen range. I think the comp that I made is Chris Godwin. Yeah. A, a guy who is I'm going to be comfortable taking in the back teens. That I feel like is a decent sleeper that I can, or not, you know, sleeper, but you know, a, a lower end guy who I don't have to spend a lot of capital on. Yep. I feel like if you invest in AJ Brown as your surefire number yeah. one wide receiver next no. season, that will oh. bite you. That's going to end in tears. 18, yeah. I'm fine with uh, because my issue with AJ Brown is not the production, it's the volatility. Like, if you, like, there's his season's wonky, so it's a little hard to. To mesh, but even with Tannehill in here, yeah, there's a 37 and a 27 and another 27. There's also an 8 and a 3 and a 12 and a 9. And it's like, yeah, right. okay, great. Some of that was earlier on, but and we'll, you'll get the whole offseason, but still, everybody's going to get a chance to adjust. He'll, he's going to get a little bit better. He's a really talented player. But yeah, I'd be comfortable at 18 to 20 to 14 even. 14, I think you're reaching even a little bit. Uh, at that point, because 14, you're talking about probably your second wide receiver, and he'd be your wide receiver two all year. And I'm good with that. I'd be all right with it too, I suppose. At 18, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, it's, it's okay. Back in wide fine. receiver but two, it's I'm good seven. It's seven. But that's, that's what I'm saying. A wide receiver hurt, one, man. I feel like is is ludicrous. And that's, when you're talking yeah. about 
even in a 12-team league, 13 or 14, there's going to be guys that double up on wide receiver to start. That's going to end up being somebody's number one wide receiver, and that just feels like way too much of a gamble. All right, let's keep moving here. Uh, Let's see. needs to pick two for PPR. So he's got OBJ, uh, Stefan Diggs, Brashad Perryman, and Scary Terry, which I feel like I have them all ranked relatively in the same zone. Um, So it's kind of going to be dealer's choice here. A little bit, yeah. Uh, so far I've got McLaurin just over Perryman. So I lean McClure over Perryman. I can't envision a scenario where I'm playing OBJ and, uh, and Stefan Diggs I have right in that same neighborhood actually. So actually, if you go strictly by my rankings, uh, you would be playing Terry McLaurin by a span of about three spots and then two spots to get to. To like Perriman. So everybody's in that like five it's like a five spot gap. You you actually have Diggs one spot ahead of Perriman. Oh, I do. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have Diggs one spot ahead of Perriman. They're all again, they're all right. And in I'm in the same place. So I have uh Diggs at 17 and then McLaurin at 21. I've got Perriman at 24, so I'm slightly lower on him. I feel like Scary Terry, especially in uh in full PPR is going to give you that volume. And then uh yeah, Beckham I have way down there totally off the page at 38 the matchup with baltimore is atrocious he's been atrocious i'm not interested um but yes again this is it's hilarious because we tell you all season especially when you get to the playoffs start your studs don't get cute if you're in the championship right now odo beckham's not your stud yeah the name (laughs) is a stud name but he's not your stud he hasn't gotten you here okay ride what's gotten you here uh, so it's Diggs, it's McLaurin, Perryman, yes, had a great week last week. He probably is the guy that got you here, but I, I'm going with the two that I, I know I can count on. Yeah, if you're picking two, then for me, it's also McLaurin and Diggs. That's just the way it's going to have to go. So you're going to play them. You'd play them both. The only difference between Steve and I is that I have I would have McLaurin over Diggs slightly. But yeah, unfortunately, you're going to have to leave Perryman on the bench. All right, so let's see. This guy needs a half-point PPR wide receiver. So um, this doesn't even make sense. I can't even, I can't even justify how this question is written out. This is, <laughs> this is like a crazy person put this together. I, I don't even know. Well, we know who put it together. So there's yes. all there's every chance. So he says two questions. So he's got two questions for half point PPR. He needs two people in general from the following group. And one of the two has to be a wide receiver. So we can't take two wideouts here. All right. Yeah. yeah. You get a wide receiver and a tight end off this list. No, no, no. So it's a wide receiver. So he has two separate questions. The first question is see, that's what I'm saying. Put together by a crazy person. (laughs) Two separate questions. So the first question is he needs. Two, one of them has to be a wide receiver. receiver, And then he also needs a tight end. Yes. So A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Brashad Perryman, Mike Boone, DeAndre Washington. So you can take any of those, and you need two of them. And for sure, you have to have a wide receiver. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be an issue because given those choices, maybe you're taking Washington. You know I'm not. Well, I'm going to end up case, with Brown and McLaurin. 
in this case, I'm all it's half point PPR, so I'm also probably still playing Brown and McLaurin because you've got a nice healthy mix of upside there. So like AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin, good matchups, good situations, a lot of upside on that. DeAndre Washington, probably a little safer, but I'm probably still gonna lean lean uh AJ Brown, Terry Terry McLaurin probably how that's going to end up shaking out if it was through my flex rankings because i have terry mclaurin at wide receiver 15 this week so i'm i'm firmly entrenched in that so yeah i get it i'm a big believer in that so i even even though i do like deandre washington in this specific example i don't think that's how i would end up and then tight end uh higby he's got jared cook or tyler higby i'm playing Higby in a half point ppr and i'm taking higby again Uh, like i said there is only four tight ends over the last six weeks that have outscored Jared Cook and Tyler Higby's one of them and the matchup against San Francisco while it isn't great for running backs and it's just mid-range for wide receivers it is through the roof for tight ends they horribly struggle to cover the tight end so yes I I am all about the Tyler Higby full show and then one last thought for this gentleman before we turn him loose I have AJ Brown at wide receiver 13 PPR. So it's, I'd still be playing both both of those guys. There's, yeah. I'm 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 entrenched on that position. So, good luck to you, sir. Uh, let's see. PPR uh, with the unknown for Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. He needs two flexes. So he's got Sony Michelle, Tariq Cohen, Cole Beasley, Boston Scott, and Mike Boone. So the way this reads, I guess I'm to believe he owns Dalvin Cook. And he wants to sit him? Uh, that's how it's written, but I can't imagine that that's... Okay, I'm reading actually, it that that's the way it is, but that can't be right. That can't be... If you're I looking for two flexes, the first is Dalvin Cook. I wish you could see my face, because I'm just sitting here with this look on my face of just, like, puzzled. Just and my then, eyebrows all arched. Like, what are you saying, sir? Are you not playing Dalvin Cook? Because The other one is close. I'm actually really high on Tariq Cohen this week because they've been pounding the rock to him, and mm-hmm. they're playing Kansas City at home yep. in a game that I feel like he could get a lot of run. I'm also super high on Cole Beasley, though, because I feel like they're just going to completely shut down uh, John Brown. It's very possible. So I'm actually, this is the first week all season, I've got Cole Beasley ranked higher than John Brown in my rankings. But given those choices, I'm going Tariq Cohen. Uh, the one guy I for sure don't want is Sony Michelle. No thank you. Yeah, I'm not playing Sony Michelle, so we can eliminate that right off the top. Uh, I'd say you need two I think flexes. One Boston of them is, Scott's too cute, and well, I think yeah, Mike not, Boone playing, is the same thing. I'm not playing Boston Scott. You can't play Mike Boone as we already covered if Dalvin Cook is playing. It's I'll never you could never live it down. So if you're picking two and you're somehow not playing Dalvin Cook, which is how I'm reading this, and forgive me if I'm not reading it correctly, I'm gonna play uh Dalvin Cook and Tariq Cohen off that list. That's what I'm going with. Because as you the aforementioned so so maybe, pound the rock and maybe it's just so, worded. Maybe it's wrong. worded incorrectly. I'm playing Tariq Cohen and Cole Beasley in that case. Yes. I and that's and that's why I'm, you're getting two answers because I'm not sure I'm understanding your question. So I believe what could be the case as well because he's listing Mike Boone there and he's talking about Cook and Madison. I doubt he owns all three, so maybe he's yeah, saying yeah. he won the Mike Boone sweepstakes on waivers, and 
if Cook and Madison don't play, is Mike Boone a viable option as one of his flexes? If that's the case, then yes. If I got word that both of them weren't, if going we to knew play, for sure that they yeah. were out, yeah. But if they, if yeah, if Cook's playing, then no. If right. we, if they're both ruled out, yes. But that's, but that's it. He's only valuable to you if Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison both do not play on Sunday. Otherwise, he kind of just hangs out on your roster, and he's not really useful to you at all. He's really just right. an insurance policy. All right, uh, let's see. Good running backs to stream in a deeply competitive 12-team PPR league. Wow, some solid examples. Okay, um, DeAndre Washington is uh, one we've already covered to death. How dare you? So Don't put those go. words in my mouth. I already did. It's already recorded. Uh, so you're looking for streamers in a 12-team PPR. Again, streamers. this is such a vague question. I absolutely hate it. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it depends on who's owned. Like, does somebody yeah. own Miles Sanders? Then get, go get Miles Sanders. What are you asking me for? Um, <laughs> Kenyon Drake just had a 40. Did you hear that? Maybe he's out there on waivers. I don't know. Uh, he should have been. Boston Scott's um, widely available, but I don't trust it. Um, uh, yeah, Tariq uh, Cohen I already mentioned. I'm higher yeah. than anybody on it. I've got him at 22. Uh, I think oh, he's nice. going to feast this week. So yeah. I- I'm sure you could find Tariq Cohen. Uh, Raheem Mostert is out there, Mostert, if you will. Uh, Adrian Peterson's the guy, but I don't know if he would be available on waivers. We kind of talked about Ronald Jones, uh, Jack's guy, Patrick Laird. I have at 30, and then you're starting to get into weird territory where I don't know if I'd really be streaming, especially in championship week with your bizarre yeah. question. So it's, that's if for a championship week, there's not a whole lot. Yeah, Patrick Laird's a good one. Mike Boone, who we've mentioned. If somebody cut Ronald Jones... And you're that desperate. But yeah, Tariq Cohen is a good one. Uh, uh, And then you get to Boston Scott at that point, and we're right back where we started. All right, last but not least, is James Conner trustworthy in Week 16? Some options around him. Uh, I mean, yes? I don't know. What kind of question is that? Yes, I'm playing James Conner. If he's playing, he's playing for you. Yeah. There you go. I period. End of story. For this week, and I, if he was fully healthy, I'd have him higher. If it was a better matchup, I'd also have him higher. But if you're RB18, you are certainly getting slotted into a starting lineup. I mean, look, they're playing the Jets. It's a terrible matchup. He's been super beat up. I'm way low on him. I've got him at 26. I'm not our lowest ranker, which is shocking. That is shocking. But, um, but again, still, he's fringe flex territory. There's, it's a highly unlikely scenario that you have a better option out there. Yeah, and I'm not sure what the second part of the question fully means, but uh, there's very little in the way that I'm looking at that I'm going to stream ahead of that, if that's what that actually means. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think you just got to. Unfortunately, don't watch the game. Would be my would be would be my advice. Just enjoy the 20 points, roughly, that he'll end up with, or 18 points, or something like that, because. <laughs> Because don't don't watch it. It's going to be hideously bad. <laughs> it's going to be a terrible yeah. game by by played by both teams, frankly. Because even though the the, the Steelers terrible are a borderline by playoff two team, terrible teams. Well, I was going to say that, but the Steelers are actually like a borderline playoff team, so I sort of backed off that. But Can't the win, same, don't try. Same time, they'll just get manhandled by <laughs> probably the Ravens. To be honest, oh, that'd be great. Actually, make let's make that happen. Let's uh let's get that game on. Let's get that playoff game going. <laughs> 
All right, but that's going to wrap us for uh, this week. Neil, you are uh, you're going on a little vacay here, so we won't see you until uh, after the holiday. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Merry Christmas to everybody out there in the important nonsense family. Happy holidays. Because, uh, yeah, I won't talk to you guys again until Friday the 27th. I'm uh, I'm out. I got a family reunion. So glad we were able to uh, to help everybody set their lineups for this week. Good luck in your championship games. And we'll be back on Friday. I'll be back, I should say, on Friday the 27th uh, to help uh, everybody get their lineups locked in uh, if you play into Week 17, which, as we always say, why do you do that? Yeah. So um, even then, we'll be recapping at that point the uh, the Week 16 slate. Um, you know, with Neil out and obviously the holiday on Wednesday next week, uh, be a little bump in our schedule, so... Uh, I will be back with Jack and Jason on Friday night. And then the next show after that will be the 27th show that Neil mentioned, where hopefully he can join us. So, uh, yeah, it should be good. We'll recap. We'll kind of look through. Uh, we'll name. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, uh, awards here towards the end of the season. We'll talk about uh, bust team. We'll talk about underrated team. We'll talk about all kinds of fun stuff we've got all the for recap you, so. of all the takes that exactly. we've had all year all the embarrassment how right all we've the been. glory yeah. all the glory but all the shame that also gets leaped on <laughs> so there is no 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 we'll brush past that part no 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 you got to take a big old bite that's that's part of it part of the part of the job <laughs> all right but uh until friday everybody keep up the nonsense and enjoy the holiday Music for the Important Nonsense Podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on ImportantNonsense.com.